have the ball. They trail by four in the backfield. Nick Chubb, the rookie out of Georgia, goes right side, 40, 45, 50. He stumbles a little bit to the 40. He's to the 30, 25, 20, 50, 10, 5, touchdown! Nick Chubb, 63 yards! Mm, good morning, good evening. Wherever, whenever you're hearing us, we are the Cleveland Browns Central Podcast. You are hearing us on a Wednesday afternoon, and we tonight we got a show for you. We got to talk about the Oakland Raider game that just happened. You know, we got a lot to talk about with that game. We also got the upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens, and you know, it's a quarter of the season done. So we got to give ourselves, uh, you know, the quarter grade how we're standing right now. So going to talk to our uh, Host right now, I'm Dylan Sloan. I'm gonna pass it over. I am Jacob Huber. You know me, of course, from last week's pod. If you listen, if not, welcome and thank you for tuning into the show. And I am Gregory Powell, and I'm the third host. And we are coming back right back at you this week, and we're gonna discuss about a little bit of football. Yes, sir. Man, <coughs> I'll tell you what we we should have won that game against Oakland but you know it happens we are the Browns but you know we'll get better it's just one of those games I'll tell you what first half of that game it was like it was like one game and then the second half was like totally something else like for example our rushing yards 109 to Oakland's 33 that's that's like huge and receiving I know it's like 129 to like 161 that's not much but the point we were running that ball and we were doing good at it and then that second half we just went away from it I mean uh Jacob what do you think about that well I'm kind of disappointed in Todd Haley's play call in the second half because there is many key play call issues that I had with this game for the fact the first half they came out and they just pounded the ball all game. They were doing very well at just handing it off and getting good grinding yards. Nick Chubb was phenomenal in this game. And they were being able to dominate on the ground. I get it, you can't run all the time, but there's tons of times in the second half where you should have run and you didn't. When we were backed up like on our 11 or 12 yard line on the first down and we were in their rowdy fan side, like like we have the dog pound it's like being backed up in the dog pound but Oakland's version of that instead of just handing it off and trying to get a couple yards get Baker Mayfield comfortable away from the noise try to quiet the crowd down a little bit he drops back and has a pass on first down and that pass that ended up becoming fumbled when it got hit out by Baker and they got the ball right there so this we should have kept running I get it you don't run all the time but you had a lead at that point you were leading the game just run the ball kill the clock and get out of there but they didn't do that they had turnovers in the second half that negatively impacted this game and that's just my take on it you should have ran it you should have done a better job of controlling the clock and controlling the game and I do want to say that uh, I do agree with you there Jacob and uh the Browns had a good chance of winning this game. And I'm so disappointed that, like you said, if the, the calls today are calling. And the, and the way that this game had turned out to be, when the ref 
and the umpires is calling these 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 plays. It's really, really, really bad. And it kind of hurt the Browns. It hurt the Browns real bad because when the when the Browns was down there and they was on that 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 for the for the first for the what was that the uh, they was going for that third third down or fourth down at the end of the game. Yeah, at the end of the game. When the yeah. referee yeah, the third down. shorted us. I, first off, I have no idea how they had the proper evidence. The NFL did come out and state that they that the call was correct on the field and that the refs did the right thing. But they didn't give the public any angles that was really convincing. And that's just my take on that. Back to you, what you're yeah, saying. And, and, but that's what I want to get to the point about. The ref and, and the officials, they call these plays, they, they turn these balls over, and it's kind of like make the whole game threw off. And the Brown had a chance of taking this game all the way. So I, I had uh, did a little research, and I was going over some of the officials' names and everything. And I said, I'm going to start keeping up with these officials and try to keep reporting on We're not trying to say that they robbed us, but they took something from the Browns. And I mean, this is really shocking because – if we get to see this in every game, every game, it's going to be a disaster. The referees have been disappointed. The refs this year with all the roughing the passer penalties, it's just been like, like what is a roughing the passer, what's not. The refs in this game, I don't like, I'm not a blame the refs guy. Of course, I'm very disappointed with their performance. But the Browns should have won that game on their own at least four to five times they had that game won, and they gave it back to the Raiders. So I do understand this whole ref ordeal. But then the Browns punted it, and the Raiders had to score six and then get the two-point conversion. So the Browns' defense didn't hold up after that. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. <sighs> I have no idea what you would call it. Just the referee <laughs> meltdown with the spot. But... I was very upset, but I have to realize, as a fan, this happens, and hopefully the NFL will notice the poor officiating, and maybe they'll give us a couple calls to go our way this next game. But you, you can't blame the refs for a loss, and you can't blame the refs for and, a and I And I must agree with you about that, but I'm just stating to a point that we must start realizing that we do have officials making bad decisions, making bad calls. And, you know, like I say, uh, I've been taking some names down, and I got a few names. Walt Anderson, Tom Stevens, Terry Brown, Byron Boston, Rick Patterson. I mean, these guys, I know they're very good, successful guys out there, but we, uh, we would like to just make some comments to let these guys know we keep an eye on them, too. Yeah. Also, the announcers of the game did state, I didn't do my own research on it, but I'm sure the announcers correct when they say this. They said that this group of referees is the most experienced group if you combined all their years in the NFL. It didn't show like it, but there is plenty of issues to go around, and I'm not going to blame just the referees because the Browns should have won the game. This game was unique because in years past, like the past two years, the Browns would be in games and that they do something great that makes you think that they're turning it around for the specific game, not like the franchise or anything. But I never thought the Browns would like win a game the past two years. I had like no confidence, even when they made a 
heroic touchdown or something that they would actually win. But this game, I felt like the Browns won this game four times. And that is not something I felt for the Browns in a long time. And I must agree with you because I'm telling you, these young men came out to play. They played their heart out. They did everything just about they can do to win this game. And, boy, I'm telling you, that Baker Mayfield, this young kid, he's he's on the ball. He got this off the offense. He got them rattled up. I mean, he got them exploded. Chubb, Higgins, uh, even even defense. I'm gonna tell you, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett said he he want to go for the defense of the year, and I I I I believe. He's on the right road to, to be successful for this year. Oh, I agree, 100%. Uh, man, Miles Garrett, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, you know, uh, Nick Chubb, Rookie of the Week, all that. We got everything going for us. We just got to tighten it up more. Uh, not only that, uh, like you said, I don't blame the refs for that loss. Uh, Baker had tur- four turnovers. That was bad. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, it's a it's a rookie quarterback. It was his first start. You know, give him that. I mean, uh, so, I mean, we got that going. Well, also, he did have four turnovers, but two of them really weren't his fault. One turnover was off a drop pass by Callaway, I believe. Callaway, yes. Yep, drop pass for, for a pick six. I won't put that on Baker because the ball was pretty dimed on. And then the other one was that weird fumble. And I guess you could put that on Baker because – but Baker at Oklahoma last year, he never went under center. So the under center thing still kind of new. And this was his very first week of practice with the first team offensive line. So there's obviously chemistry issues between Baker and the center. The but center. that will that will improve each week. I'm not going to say that he had four turnovers and rip them. He looked good. He, I think he forced a couple of passes down the field that he shouldn't have. But besides that, he looked good, and I'm encouraged by his performance more than I'm discouraged. And I think he's going to be solid, and he's going to play well in the future. And and, and I want to say, uh, like you say, it, it's it's a lot of things that mis, mishap caused the Browns to lose the game, but it cost them to play the game. And I'm going to tell you, most of these guys, they get better and better each week. And the coach even stated he was saying that he might just not give Callaway a little bit more time he might cut the time and split it off with some of the guys and which that might be good you know we 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 looking at this thing at the right way you know we're not saying that we're gonna put all this pressure on each player this guy didn't do this this guy didn't do that this is a team ball game here Everybody is responsible. But I'm going to tell you, Coach Hughes Jackson, Greg Williamson, man, I'm telling you, they are putting this team together. I'm telling you, they're putting this team together, and I'm telling you, these these players coming out each week, you see something different. You see how they play. You see how they have that inspiration. They push one another, and that's, that's what it's about. You gotta push each other 
to make each other grow into this game. Oh, before we go away from this Raiders subject, the Raiders game, we have to say, or I have to say, the Browns' special teams were utterly awful. Their returns, they were running into their own guys. I think Jabril Peppers had three returns or four returns off kickoffs, and he didn't get back to the 25-yard line once. Most The great teams and the good teams, they get back to the 25-yard line and they get a couple extra yards. Our punt coverage was bad. The Browns didn't have a single punt in this game where they tackled the first guy down the field, tackled their punt returner. And that is a bad statistic to have. The Browns' special teams is the worst in the league statistically in their rating. It's the worst special teams in the league, and they have to improve that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, but we, like I said, we have to go back to the coaching staff and go back to the coordinators, and we got a special team guy. Uh, we got Josh Cripps. He's supposed to be out there. So, you know, we, we're looking at a lot of things going on here. So if, if we want to, we have to dialect the thing again and again to make sure each player, each coordinator is on the right page. You know, but a kicker, we, we got him on the page. Greg uh, Jacobs, four for four, or what is it, two for four? Or? He went two for two on the field goals and he made all of his extra points. Mm-hmm. They did go for two, so he did get robbed of a couple opportunities to just kick little layup extra points. In, but he, yeah, Greg Joseph looked good. So 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 we 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 got to uh, look at this thing at the right precise moment, and I, I just want to talk to you about uh, some of the things coming up during the season that we need to try to keep addressing, get these players stronger, and uh, uh, try to keep prayers in the families and maybe uplift them too, you know, because um, it's it's always something that these players can have in their mind away from their families and can hold them back. So we're not on the field. We, we, we always look, look at certain things. We always sit back and analyze. Our, and we take this as a good event. But then again, I, I think the Browns is on the right track. And uh, we should be 3-1 if you want to look at 2-2 two and two or how you want to look at it, but then again, the Steelers are doing bad. Cincinnati doing pretty good. Baltimore is racing up the field. So uh, let's let let the Browns race a little bit. I think I think we headed that way. Yeah, we're definitely headed that way. We just gotta, like you said, improve our special teams. Definitely improve on our defensive end, uh, especially for our upcoming game against the Ravens. Right now, Ravens uh, as a team are fifth in offense and third in defense so yeah we got to really step our defensive game up and like you said talking about uh greg joseph uh he had his uh two for two uh kicks and uh we're going up against probably one of the best kickers in the league right now uh on the ravens uh i noticed uh they were playing the steelers last uh, game and uh it was tied 14 14 and uh throughout the whole uh third fourth quarter they just uh were scoring off a field goal so this is gonna definitely be uh, a kicker's game uh definitely gonna be a defensive game uh what do you think about this heading up jacob well i thought a lot about this and i'm trying to keep it positive and, and like cheery and well-natured for the browns but 
I am not excited for this game. I'm excited to see what the Browns will do. I am not excited for what I am going to see, though. But here's the thing. The Ravens special teams is the best special teams in the NFL. The Browns special teams is the worst special teams in the NFL. And I know special teams isn't the end-all, be-all thing. It probably accounts for, like, one-fourth of an entire game. But special teams is field position, and the Ravens always get good field position and keep their opponents at bad field position. If the Browns want to win this game, their special teams will have to be at average at best. They cannot be bad. They have, the, if not the best kicker in the NFL, a top-three kicker in the NFL. So we really want to keep them. The defense is going to have to play well to keep them from our side of the field. We can keep their their offense. It's high-powered this year, but it's the Ravens' offense. It's not flashy. They're just going to throw play-action passes with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Throw it to people like uh, Brown and Michael Crabtree, their new addition, and Willie Steed. See, And their running backs aren't that good. They have an, they have an above-average offensive line. I would say their running backs aren't that mm-hmm. good. Their wide receivers are more talented than they've been though in the past, and that's why they're passing a lot more than they're running yeah. the ball. The Browns can stop their run completely, kind of like they did with the Raiders. In the first half, the Browns shut down the Raiders' run completely. Right. Like, uh, aside from a couple of Marshawn Lynch beast mode runs, they shut it down. And that forces them to pass the ball more so the Browns can drop more into coverage. But another issue I'm going to have, the Browns lost Terrence Mitchell. He got put on IR. That means he cannot play for the next eight weeks, and it's potentially that almost the entire year. So they brought up Jarek McKinnon, or Jeremiah McKinnon, and they also have EGA Gaines, Brian Body Calhoun are probably going to rotate in and out to cover people. They're going to mix it up with the packages with the secondary. But the Ravens, right now look like a top five team in the NFL and the Browns have looked very good but this is a challenge and it is an important game yes uh, I want to share something with you I was reading through the paper today and uh, Hugh Jackson was talking about he counted nine balls had been dropped in this Oakland game Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and you know I'm going to tell you something you're looking at what the coach is thinking. Nine balls has been dropped. Mm-hmm. That is a terrifying thing. We don't want too many balls dropped. We want them caught and received. You know, I had a thought about this. Former player Greg Little. He was out there. Man, he was dropping so many balls. He, he was missing so many... And I had thought in my mind to do for Greg Little. I thought about this. I said, every time he go out there and drop a ball, I'm going to charge him $5,000 a ball. <laughs> this is my, this how I think. When you're out there on that field, you're out there to catch these balls. We understand that you're going to miss some balls. But every ball I see on the ground, that's $5,000. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. By the time he go home, his wife is going to be mad at him. <laughs> Think about if that, guy. he keeps dropping balls, he probably won't have a wife for long either. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, we, I, I mean, you know, the coaches got to think about this sometime. You know, we, we, they're out there to coach the young guys. They're out here trying to coordinate their minds and get them on, on track. But sometimes discipline goes a long way. If you cash the money out on them, they'll get right. Yeah, I I don't think they do that, but 
I mean, it's a good idea in theory, but I don't know, like, if they would even be allowed to or not. I do know that they better be on the jugs machines catch after practice, practicing their hands. You can drop three balls in a game, okay, but nine, that's unacceptable. If the Browns caught five of those nine balls, it is realistic to say that they would have won that game. That's just the rationality of it. And if they want to win this game, they better catch the ball. They got to catch the ball. They have to. They have to. The key, yes. like, I mean... We're 24th in passing right now. We've we're we're less than a thousand in yards. I mean, like, I I can't make that up. Like, uh, Ravens right now, we're, they're eighth right now in passing right now. I mean, that's there you go. And that's a Ravens offense that has been known. Everyone makes fun of Joe Flacco for the most part, but they look good right now. And their offense isn't usually humming the way it is right now, but right now it is, and that's the issue. The Browns are going to have to face that offense this week. And their defense, I was so confident in their defense before the Soakland game, but after getting 45 dropped on me, I get the turnovers, gave them good field positions, the special teams didn't help out, but 45 points is so unacceptable. Now I'm feeling a little ill about this game coming up. And and, and, and when you say the, uh, the Baltimore uh, offense, I mean, when you looked at the game, they got very explosive over Pittsburgh. They, I mean, they went up the field, they caught the ball, they did everything normally what they can do to win their game. And, I mean, they really put their game together. And uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, watching these games, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm glad to see uh, – Ohio State coming along. They kind of shot me, uh, had me up under the table for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that Ohio State game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a wild game. Yes, sir. You're right, Jacob. That was, <laughs> that was too wild. Yeah. Well, here's another thing, though. About the Ravens, they went into Pittsburgh and they looked dominant. And to me, I think that might be a good thing for the Browns because the Ravens went into Pittsburgh, and that's a rivalry game, and they know it's going to be tough. The Ravens went in there with the mindset that they're going to come out with the win. They came out, and from start to finish, the Ravens were in control of that game. The Ravens were in control of it the entire time. The Steelers look old and everything. But this is the difference. The Ravens are going from a week where they went into the Steelers in Pittsburgh with the mindset to win. Now they're coming to Cleveland. I promise you, they may say that they're going to play the same way and play and play every team like it's a Super Bowl and play every team as tough as they can, but those players over there in uh, Baltimore, they're not going to all think that. I played football. When we went to play lesser teams, I didn't think, that, oh, we got to be so ready. But when we played tougher teams, we were all more amped up. I don't think they're going to be as amped up and as in control of the game. In fact, Joe Flacco 17-2 against Cleveland. 17 and 2. Mm-hmm. That is just, he owns Cleveland. It's almost getting to the point where he owns Cleveland just as bad as Ben Roethlisberger has. And, 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 and that's amazing. What you just say, he owns Cleveland. That goes to show you that these 14 Pittsburgh, Ravens, Cincinnati, Cleveland, boy, this division is hot. I believe Cleveland's going to rise above. And they're going to be Baltimore and Cleveland. Cincinnati is on. They they got a good coach over there. They just had an impressive win in Atlanta. Atlanta's a yeah. tough team. 
Atlanta's been a playoff team the past few years. It's been impressive. And the Bengals went down there, and they shot. It was a shootout. I didn't think Andy Dalton was going to be able to outscore Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. But right. A.J. Green and Andy Dalton did. The, this The AFC North division looks very competitive. The Bengals look very competitive. The Ravens look like they're the best they've been in eight years or something like that. And they think that. The Ravens personnel staff, they say this is the best Ravens team they've had in a long while. And the Steelers, they're, they're down right now. But the Steelers, they'll kick back and they'll start playing yeah. a lot better. But Yes, you're right about that because the, the Pittsburgh – if you if you always, if you watch Pittsburgh, you'll see Pittsburgh have a slow slow go for themselves. Three or four games down, then next thing you know they explosive. They come back up, then first in the division. So I don't count them out. I just want to see them get showed out. I want to see the Browns. We got one good game coming, October the eighth, and I told my Co-worker, we're going to see them at sunrise and sunset because the Cleveland Browns going to beat Pittsburgh Steelers. See, here's the thing. The, St- the Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, I'm kind of a little afraid for the rest of this year because I had high standards. Mainly my high standards, I thought the Browns were going to go 9-7 and seven at the beginning of this year. But now I think I'm, I'm thinking more like 7-9 and nine because I thought the AFC North wasn't going to be as good as it is. I thought the Bengals were going to be lowly like they were last year. I didn't think the Bengals were going to come out this year the way they have. And also the Ravens, they had a bad year last year too. They didn't miss the playoffs. I thought the Ravens were going to be falling and rebuilding a little bit because they drafted Lamar Jackson. So I thought the Steelers were going to go like thirteen and three and be the good team. So yes. now th- this is worse because I thought the Browns were going to be able to get wins at Baltimore and at Cincinnati. But now I'm starting to think that those games are going to be a lot harder for the Browns. And the Steelers is always a hard game, yes. no matter what. Yeah. So yes. now my I'm not as confident as the Browns winning the AFC North. Of course they still can. Right. But right now, if I'm a betting man, I would bet against the Browns to win the AFC North. It's just how I am. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this picture too because, you know, I'm. I, you can't never count any team out. You know, you 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 got to look at this thing in alphabetical order. You got to look at the way each team is playing. They they playing for strength and condition right now. The Browns is playing for winning, and once they get on that winning team, that winning effort. Then you're gonna see much better ball playing, much better attitude, much better spirit. And, and, and you know, next year it's gonna be explosive. We're not looking for the Browns to be a championship team right now, because they're a very young team. The Browns, here's the thing, I'm split on them right now, because I do not, I am. Past two years have been so awful as a Browns fan that actually watching them compete and be competitive this year has made me so happy. I do not want to be look forward to next year, guy. But the Browns do have a ton of young talent. I would think the Browns 
can compete in this division. But this Sunday matchup, if they want to win the AFC North this year, they have to win this Sunday. If they don't win this Sunday, the Ravens will be four and one, and the Browns will be one and three. That is, that is, yeah. it's over. You can't win the division. You can't bounce back unless no. Ravens had a debacle or something like that, or the Browns just got hot and won eight in a row or something. But I don't see the Browns winning eight in a row. The Browns have a very tough schedule this year, and so you have to win this game Sunday. If you don't, I'm I'm gonna start looking forward to next year a little bit more than I am right now. But right now, if they can come out and win this game, they win this game, they're right back in the division race, then they play the Chargers. The Chargers have not been good this year. You win that game, and the Chargers have to come all the way from Los Angeles to Cleveland. That's a cross-country matchup. Teams usually underperform when they have to travel across the country. And I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to... Dylan's going to move us on to our last and final segment. Real quick, I just want to mention... the one game that Baltimore lost was against uh, Cincinnati, and uh, the main the main focus Cincinnati had in that game was rushing. They they hammered Baltimore in rushing yards, so that's what I'm saying. All we need for next game, we're the Browns are number two in the league in rushing right now. If we could just get the rushing going at the start, if we keep that going throughout the game, I I think we can we can uh, hang in there and possibly win this out. Like you said, I'm not really uh confident with this game uh just been how we've been playing lately but you know we got to step it up i think we will 100 percent uh so like i said the quarter of the season's over how do you think we're doing so far all right so i'm gonna give my quarter analysis real quick four games in if i had to grade this team based off of expectations for the season what everyone says four games in the browns have done Okay, they tied with the Steelers. We wish they could win. They beat the Jets on Thursday Night Football. That's a game they should have won, but then they should have beat the Raiders. The Raiders are not good. So four games in, I'm disappointed. Also, we're going to do our picks for this week, why we do this, because we have to hurry up real quick. So, because we're running off time. So, I think the Browns have done worse than expected the first four weeks, given their standards that I've put against them. I know other people have different standards, but I expect them to be better the next four weeks. And also, this game, I think the Browns, I have, I don't feel good, but you know what? Browns win 31-28, close game. Baker Mayfield takes the hump and goes over it. I'm going to say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the Browns a, 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 a B. Uh, I'm going to give them a B for, just for the good effort. And for good sportsmanship, I I I I, I do want to say I'm gonna close this out. The Browns is doing real good. We just got to win. That's the whole bottom line. If we win, we can build off that. And uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Dill and let him take us out. Uh yeah. Uh, Browns, I give them a B right now too, just cause like. Right now we're one, two, and one. We we honestly, I feel like we should be two and two right now, just because we should have won that first game against the Steelers. But we have bad kick play, so that's all that matters. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna hold them to any like thing serious. Like at the first quarter, it's really like right now is when I start to like like get like critical on. I'm like, come on, like we gotta step it up now. But um. We just got to step it up, you know, Browns. They've been doing good. We got to just play it out this next game against Baltimore. But that's it for our show today. Uh, have you guys on next week for Episode 3. So 
I'm Dylan, signing out. Everyone sign out. Jacob signing out. Thanks for tuning in. I'm glad that you guys came back. And if you're a new viewer, always tune into our show. It's a lot of fun. Also, Browns, good karma. Browns, let's go Browns. Let's get a win. Let's do this. And I'm Greg Powell, and I just want to say that go Browns, and good luck to the fans, and good luck to Hughes Jackson. Good luck to you. Signing out. Also, also, uh, prayers out to our troops, our president, everyone in the law enforcement. Be safe. Have a nice night. Good night, everyone.